Hey, it's Bonnie Miller. And Chris Long. And you're listening to PaintCast. This podcast comes to you uncensored and ad-free. And if you'd like to support us, find us on Instagram at Bonnie Miller Art and at Long underscore Painter and buy a painting. You know you want to. And if you'd like to see us and special guest artists paint side by side, check us out on YouTube channel PaintCast Podcast. Thanks. And don't forget to rate and subscribe. Hey, Chris. Bonnie, have you had any adventures on the interwebs this week? Uh, on the interwebs? I, uh, yeah. Oh. You mean, do you mean with Instagram or do you mean like I mean, anything in general? Anything. Oh, okay, well, I uh, binged watched uh, Indian Matchmaker. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I did. These are people from the country of India, correct? Uh huh. The Indian oh, okay. Indian culture, and they go through a matchmaker. They go through this arranged marriage process. Uh huh. Where they, uh, the families help select a partner for you. Um, it's, I love um, watching anything like that, like in the, a, a snapshot into the eye of another culture, especially if that culture seems to be super happy. Um, you know what I'm saying? Have really great yeah. food and really great colors. <laughs> a little bit of joie de vivre yeah they have the joie de vivre and so I'll just like I'll just watch anything related to India I just will uh-huh. because I'll watch Bollywood movies I'll listen to Bollywood music and I'll just throw myself into immerse myself into a culture that I think is pretty spectacular I really like um, dining out at uh Indian restaurants. However, um, we cannot get Nora, who is 14, to go to them um, because 10 years ago, when we were, I think I was back home in Connecticut somewhere, we went to an Indian restaurant and I ordered a bunch of stuff and Becky looks at me and says, can Nora try one of these? Will it be too hot for her? And... Mm. It wasn't too hot for me, and I thought, you know, maybe she can just try a little nibble, and then Mm -hmm. she had, like, water and milk in front of her, and it Mm -hmm. won't be that bad. But Mm -hmm. she took a big bite, and it didn't hit her until it was, like, she was already swallowing it, and Uh, she... A curry, probably. It it was some kind of... um, stuffed dough with spice and curry mm. I, I don't know what they're called but, well you know um, all young children think everything's spicy in the beginning i, I know and the beginnings i, I wanted her to try something other than just white like tofu citrus rice or tofu or something yeah um, and she ended up trying a lot of plain yogurt that day just like <laughs> I'd say oh, yeah. a half a tub of plain yogurt until she stopped <laughs> wailing. Oh. oh, poor Nora. It's okay. She made it. Your kids so, will make it. Yeah, Miller only eats like just white tofu and white rice. It's scrambled not eggs. Trying to feed her. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. so annoying. Um,. So we have a big debacle going on in our house right now. Oh, about what? Uh, the Saharan dust cloud and the heat just disrupted the delicate balance of my quick set pool. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So does it have sediment in it or something? Uh, I shocked it and then I used something else to kill bacteria but i forgot to put the baking soda in to take the acid levels down to balance it and i didn't i gotta run down later and get some baking soda and put it in the pool it's crazy it's like a science experiment back there 
Yeah. Have you done that thing yet that we mentioned in another podcast where you would um, take your painting stuff out on a floaty and try to paint while floating? <laughs> no, I'll tell you, I know you're going to laugh at me. I don't know if I should say this on a podcast. Oh, please. Yeah, I should. Oh, my God. Our one listener is not going to mind, Bonnie, and our mothers Every... won't mind either. I know. I have neighbors. And they're all old men. And every time I go in the backyard in my pool, one of them just has to say something to me. You were talking about something about your backyard and the pool. And then I had our cell tower. I think it was a Verizon cell tower uh, Mm -hmm. locally go completely out. So that was yesterday. And uh-huh. I think we have, that's what happened. We, we have full service today, yeah. We're back recording the podcast once again. What were you, where were you headed with all your stories? You, you were. It was all surrounding around the pool and my neighbors never leaving me alone. But I have, um, I've recovered. Okay. And I am better now. <laughs> yeah, well, neighbors are not really a concern for us most times because they're our neighbors for maybe 48 hours and then either they move along or we move along. So, gotcha. Yeah, that's yeah. the good thing about being a nomad. You never have to have neighbors. That's right. Oh, I, I have a story for you. I, I have, know. <laughs> like, a crazy camping story for you. You've got to tell me another crazy camping story. Yes. Hear it. This time, uh-huh. we got our backcountry uh, license to do a stay in one of these sites that are deep into Yellowstone. So you have to hike and you have to bring everything with you. Like, absolutely everything. Oh, yeah. I've so done I was... That's so not you, I just want to say right yeah. now. That is not you. The dude. weather was supposed to be really nice, and I was considering at first, like, well, maybe what I can do is bring, like, a very, very small painting setup, and I can, because I've always wanted to do plein air painting really deep into the wilderness, mm-hmm. and I thought it would be a perfect opportunity. Yeah, until great. Until... Becky started weighing my backpack and we have these like uh, she bought these very large camping backpacks so they're the really tall ones that you kind of strap into like a spacesuit and (laughs) when she weighed it it, uh, we hadn't even put the food on top yet because I was going to carry all of our food for the supposed two days and it was like close to 30 pounds no, it was close to 30 pounds. So okay. um, I, I was backpacking about a 45-pound pack. And this is someone who mostly just sits or stands around all day painting or who goes on leisurely jaunts around the garden, you know? Real jaunt, too. Like, yeah, when you just... say jaunt, that's like two minutes of jaunting. <laughs> Yeah. It's not like full on 16 miles cafe. No. Through rough it's like, terrain. That's ridiculous. It's like uh, on, on my schedule, it says 8 a.m. Workout. 8.02 a.m. Get coffee. Yeah. 8.04 a.m. Begin have to paint. Rest. So, <laughs> yeah, have a yeah. rest. <laughs> okay, so back to yeah. the issue. We went with another family who kind of planned where we were going. And so we drive into Yellowstone and we park. We get all suited up and 11 people. They have kind of a big family. So Uh um, 11 of us were tromping through. I had been told a mile and a half. And I thought, oh, it was going to be over some rolling hills and we'd end up in a little forest area by a river and we set up camp and it would be great. And I did bring 
some drawing materials with me and I thought that I would uh-huh. do some drawings or something. And I had no idea that it would be uh, close to four miles, um, around a thousand foot elevation change. Oh. And that we would be tromping through essentially like buffalo pasture. And we were really in the middle of nowhere here. We were along the, the hell-raising river. Isn't that a title? So, Oh, my God. It's like out of a Leonard Skinner song. Totally. Go ahead. Um, it, was, it was Lord of the Rings-style <laughs> craziness. So we hike in, and we're basically tromping through all this horse manure everywhere all over the trail and we start to think oh i guess people bring horses out here well not only did we not see anyone else on this trail we didn't see anyone else on horseback and this is a weekend so there should have been if there were people on horseback they should have been there so we get in our site is abysmal it is essentially out in the sun along a rocky, very quick-moving river, very Mm -hmm. little shade, and there are deep gouges all over the trees that look like bears have been trying to climb up to the bear pole to get the food that's suspended on your bear pole. And and it, it was like in a gully, and it was very difficult to see because you had all these obstructions of um, like different hills in your way, and mm-hmm. I did not bring a machete or anything. We, we had a we had like a thing of bear spray, and oh, uh, like a little cooking, like a little cooking knife. But I'm scared. We were far enough east into Yellowstone mm-hmm. that that's the region where they have wolves as well. Oh lord! And we, I thought we were going to be camping. You're not prepared like, for this, Chris. No. You're not that kind of person, man. No. You're lucky you didn't have to be rescued. <laughs> this is not your bag. I oh thought our family was going to be next to this other family, too, camping. Or at mm-hmm. least we'd be close enough in sights. Because when she got them, she got, like, uh, side-by-side sights that we mm-hmm. could see them. No. They were three-quarters of a mile away. Up oh, more my. hills. Towards where the Yellowstone and Hellraising River met. And it was madness. We were sunburned. Um, we oh, were wow. in a pasture that had so many it just smelled buffalo like patties. Yeah. Yeah. Flies just, everywhere. It just smelled manure. And we, paid, we paid money. For the opportunity, and we you invested. We invested so much in equipment to do this, oh, and my. yeah. And the crazy part was, at four in the morning, mm-hmm. there there was somebody walking around with a flashlight in the middle of nowhere. Oh my! And then they were looking we, for mushrooms, weren't they? In the patties, what do you think? Probably just a fisherman, but still kind of freaked oh, my daughter out. Sorry, that's where my mind goes. Are they looking for mushrooms in the patties? Funny. We get up yeah. the next day. We decide, <laughs> screw this. We're going to pack out. We are yeah. leaving. Get the hell out of there, man. The, the other family was going to stay, and they were going to fish or something. We're like, fine. You Ooh. do what you're, you're going to do. I'm so glad I didn't try to paint out there. It, 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 it would have been horrible. So... Camping like that is not even relaxing. It's a no, job. I, I was paranoid about wild animals because we were in such a vulnerable position. So we leave early in the morning, and lo and behold, I'm just there with my wife and two daughters, and we're just sort of trudging through. And they're like, how long is this walk going to be? And, you know, almost four miles, so keep going. <laughs> this is rough terrain. Keep going. <laughs> and, and I look behind me and when they stop one time, and I'm like studying the horizon, and I see three with like canines. Like they could be either wild dogs, coyotes, coyotes, wild dogs, or wolves. 
and they're kind of in the distance and they're moving and stopping and kind of looking in our direction. And I'm like, oh, crap. So I'm trying to light a fire under everyone's ass to get to this bridge that goes Mm -hmm. over um, the river there. And then from there, it's basically a whole bunch of switchbacks and a lot of other people hiking around there. So I thought we'd be safe. So, of course, I didn't yell or curse a single time, Bonnie, because I'm so classy. Really? Oh, really? No, I, oh my gosh. I, I was so foul mouthed. So, Were you? You lost your shit. You lost so your we, shit, didn't you? So we get out. We can hardly move. We pile into the car. We immediately <laughs> drive and go get cold drinks. Yeah. <clears throat> the next day, <clears throat> we come to find out that 10 days prior, remember, there was horse dung all over the path to go out to this um, Uh very, very remote camping site. Another camper in our spot, a female with her daughter, was approached by a black bear, bitten, and then the black bear sat and ate their food in front of them. So rangers had to ride horses out from a distress call and euthanize the bear Ugh. at our spot. Yikes. She reportedly said that the bear came out of nowhere because she couldn't see because it was, it was such a terrible spot to make a campsite that there was no visibility and it just kind of walked up on them. So Ooh. my paranoia was justified. Yeah. And I don't think I want to do backcountry camping again unless unless I go out with a giant like flamethrower or a missile launcher or something. Mm -hmm. Well, then you just piss the bear off and get yourself in trouble. I mean, you're no match for a bear. You were just not. No, no. I I would have felt a lot better because I did so much of the sword martial arts when I was younger. Oh if I had at least seriously, seriously, if I had at least had a machete, I, yeah. I would have. Yeah, I, I, I would have been. I, I would have been able to do anything, but I would have felt like I maybe could have. And and it, it, it's all about how we feel these days, anyway, Bonnie. Didn't so, I give you a samurai sword one time? Such garbage. Long story short. <laughs> I thought I was going to be able to make a camping trip into an awesome plen- personal plein air event, and it turned yeah. out to be torture. So, you All probably right. have a story about something, don't you? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. I have just been holding down the fort here, working on paintings every single day because I got a new set of oils. uh, Uh Or I unearthed an old set of oils, and I really love them. And so I have been um, photographing uh, that same idea I was talking to you about last time. I think you saw a painting that I did of the Barbie shoes yesterday. Oh, yeah. 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 The green Barbie shoes. The yeah. green Barbie shoes. And um, how, you know, what I, how I'm noticing that I have a Napthal red and I have a, um, another red. Not what, sure what it is. Uh, I seem to have a warm red and a cool red. And do you just mix those with light, with a little bit of white to get a hot pink? Like I'm, tr- I can't feel like I can't get a hot enough pink. You are asking the wrong person. Why? About reds oh, and yeah, pinks and oranges. It, yeah, but it seems like you always I get do the my brightest best. reds, pinks, and oranges. I do my best. What I have done before, which people say in oil or in the heavier body acrylic paints, works really well is you take quinacridone red, you take okay. a little little bit of cad red light, and oh. then titanium white. And that gets you 
a pretty intense pink. Okay, so I need a cad red. I, I do need to round out this set. This was just a set of paints. Yeah. And they're really nice. But it, it, it doesn't, it only has about 12 colors. So there's only so far you could Did go. you say that you got that at, at an estate sale? Um, I either bought it, I think I either bought it used on eBay or damaged on Amazon. Oh. Yeah, did you know you can do that? Somebody can return something and they'll sell it for less on Amazon. I know so little about the internet, even though... Oh, I'm yeah. I, I, I don't know how it functions. It's just sort of like a car where I drive it and I drive it everywhere. Although I have no idea how the, the internal combustion engine really works or yeah, exactly what the carburetor does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't know the inner workings of the Internet. And there, you know, Amazon is full of information. It really is. Um, I know I used to go and read the reviews of really interesting yeah. things. Like, I remember I read the reviews of an enema bag one time. <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable. Okay? Unbelievable. This guy gets on there, and he starts talking about how he's doing these coffee enemas. And then he, he, he starts out doing it. He's like, I'm going to try this. The review ends up being like three pages long. He keeps getting back in, adding more to his review. By then, he's like an addict of the coffee enemas. And you can see it in his writing. He's all frantic. <laughs> this is really great. Yeah. I, I think it's the whole thing, both the web and social life, media. It, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like bobbing for apples, Bonnie. It, now, I can't, I don't like the social media. I have to tell you, Chris, it, I just don't. Because whenever you, whenever you see a big um, round kind of bucket or tin or something, and it's filled with water, and then there's mm -hmm. apples in it. You're like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, this is so interesting. And then you think you to yourself, your face oh, in the water. wow, this is going to be so much fun to watch people stick their face in the water and try to get an apple. So yeah. you know kind of what it's going to be. You are kind of excited to see how it works. But then mm -hmm. a little bit of horror sets in when mm -hmm. you start to realize exactly what's going on. Oh, and yeah, you yeah. see people actually bob for the apples, and then what happens when they get one, and I don't it's know. It's an interesting dynamic, I will it's say. It's a bizarre um, analogy, but I feel... I don't that... see how I'm going to make it online. <laughs> I really don't. I, I just don't know how I'm going to make it online. You will, because if, if I can figure out how to generate an income from essentially just posting small daily paintings mm -hmm. and doing a minimum amount of contact. Like I don't post my commission work. I don't mm -hmm. post large yeah. paintings normally. I, I don't mm -hmm. post progress shots. Like I don't do the personal videos where I show my face and I mm -hmm. talk about my struggles. Um, one, because I'm not convinced that I'm in, an interesting person at all. And two, I feel as though, it's kind of off-brand for what I do have on my Instagram page. It's mostly like smaller daily paintings that, mm -hmm. so, that sort of show a progress, and that's all I post. And I, I know I've been posting twelve every or thirteen hundred posts. I do. Well, I, I'm, I'm thinking just that just trying to do one post a day of a new piece of artwork. Yeah, post often. But not always make sure that there's like a theme and a direction. So people, when they follow you or when they contact I you, know. you sort of are, are aware of what you're in for, because I, I know that what I'm in for are a lot of technical questions and um, questions about who I am, where I am, um, what materials I use, if I work large, 
I know I'm going to get those because that's all the stuff I essentially emit. Um, however, I know too that the vast majority of what I sell every day, whether it's mm-hmm. one paintings or five paint, painting I, paintings mm-hmm. I sell a day, they're mostly under a certain size and they're colorful landscapes. Um, mm-hmm you know, that were, that just have like a lot of energy and aren't too, I don't know. They're not too fussy. And I think they are, they're very, um, I just got one in the mail from you as a matter of fact. Yeah. Well, I got four paintings from you this week in the mail. Um, why don't you come clean and why don't you tell our listener uh-huh. about, what Who those is paintings it? Is it are. William? Is William our listener still? I bet he is. Hey, William. Chris Possibly. sent me four paintings. He sent me the four paintings that we did together through our dual paint cast. Now, yes. I have these four beautiful paintings. Um, and, and why did I send them to you, Bonnie? Because you have no room in your motor coach. Because... I was going to possibly paint over them them away Mm -hmm. or just burn them or talk. Yeah. And I feel as though they're safer with you. And Mm -hmm. now that we have both a YouTube thing and the podcast thing that Mm -hmm. it might be interesting to sort of start a collection and what better way than to jam more stuff in your place Mm -hmm. in New Orleans, you know? Mm-hmm. You've done this before, you know. Yeah, because, um, I mean, your husband doesn't take up too much room with his stuff. No. So just take over whatever tiny amount of space you allow him for mm-hmm. a ping pong table and what mm-hmm. else? A, a little bit of clothing and just a pack, computer. pack more art and craft stuff. Oh, it's everywhere in too. here. It is, it is, it's, it is, it's everywhere. But this is a big house with lots of nooks and crannies and all sorts of hiding crawl spaces and everything else. So I, I liken this house to a ship. It's like a ship. Just kind of It is a little ship-like. on a legion field. Yeah, 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 yeah. You definitely feel like you're on a ship when you're in this house. It's because great. I like There's that. a lot of exposed wood from the previous tenants who were remodeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there are like weird shapes cut in the walls and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just kind of things floating on the walls. Mm-hmm. And the ceilings are really high. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. all of that. I know. This house is quirky and good. Um, and, and, then, and then there's yeah. Poodle. And then there's Poodle. I shaved Poodle yesterday. He Poodle is the uh, really gross. Yeah, the official mascot of the podcast is Poodle. Yeah, Poodle is the official, and she threw up on the carpet yesterday because she ate too of much she cat did. food. I know that's what she does every day. Eats too much yeah. cat food and then throws it all up. Because she is in human years the equivalent of what, 140? Yes. She's just a rotting little corpse that just wanders. That dog has to be over twenty years old. The house. She's a zombie. There's no she's way like she's a zombie she's, dog. There's no way she's a day less than twenty years old, Bonnie. Oh, I have no <laughs> idea. I have no idea. She doesn't have half the teeth in her mouth. She came to me this way, like she's just this rotting little corpse. She was old when you got her. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. She was like, yeah, I guess she was. If eight or nine is an old dog, I would say that's old. Yeah. Well, I got it. We they are getting are a forever. puppy tomorrow. Poodles oh, do yeah. forever. We're, we're, we are picking up our Labsky puppy tomorrow. Uh-huh. Um, I believe we're going to meet um, the rancher somewhere in Yellowstone Park and uh-huh. do the exchange. And she is from a small litter, but the the ranchers own the mother and grandmother. 
um, who are both black labs. And then uh-huh. the, um, the father is a, uh, is a friend's husky. Why would you get a dog that you have to walk? So, because... Um, <clears throat> Why? Our family, even though we travel a lot, we should uh-huh. still get out more. There's too much... Hey, you need to do it, there, though. There's too much lounging. We need... I know. A young pup it's who... It's like a rolling we, house of lounge in your... I mean... We need to have get up another... And go family member that requires us to get, get up. up and keep moving 24-7. So, All right. So I, I will send pics and no <laughs> doubt Be- Becky will be posting pics all over her um, Instagram, oh, good, which good, is good. Uh, at Long May We Roam. So you can yeah. see our travel photos through her Instagram. Um, yeah, so Oh, and because I have to sort of puff, uh, begin to puppy proof so many different things, I've I've been doing it over the last week, but Mm -hmm. I have to really manage where I'm painting in the front of the coach now, out the the windows, because I've been doing some plein air painting just right out of wherever we're parking over the last maybe three months. Um, but I, I can't just leave my stuff there. So I've had to figure out how to package and put everything away sort of mm. thing. And I yeah. discovered that in a previous podcast, we mm-hmm. were speaking about how I didn't understand why people needed those plastic the key rollers. Boxes. No, uh, those, the, the, the plastic yeah, yeah. key rollers yeah, yeah. for paint. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can and, use one right now. I, use a and, and I, I left out paint before and I had to sort of use it on a few of them and when I was cleaning I left out a big bag of my water soluble oils again and I just kind of left it in the sun and didn't think about it mm-hmm. and they are sensitive to heat and they begin mm. to thicken a lot so I have to put keys on all of my paints now because they're no longer like loose coming out of the tube. And mm. I am going to give myself arthritis trying to get out mm. some of the paint. They so, dried, did they dry? Did they, they did evaporate? Not, no, they, they just got really warm and they, they got um, a lot more paste like. When I oh. begin to mix with it, it, mm-hmm. it goes and it kind of becomes uh, oil paint again. And it's just as easy to put on and just as easy to, if I need to, thin with water. However, mm-hmm. how about um, linseed oil? Can you use linseed oil with well, a water soluble oil? Yes, but as soon as you add anything oil based to water soluble mm-hmm. oils, no more water, huh? They become oil oil paints and so then you have to use some sort of um, thinner in order to clean your utensils and yeah so it's either you like you either go straight into using them with water cleanup or you Mm -hmm. just kind of go and use them as oil paint cleanup and I prefer the water cleanup because I, I don't like using um, any of the other chemicals. Um, mm-hmm. I paint inside and have to be really careful about getting oh, on things and on myself. Yeah. And just oil colors as they are, are mm-hmm. fine. As long as you're not getting them on your hands and in your nail cuticles and you're not like l- licking your brushes or whatever. You're like If you're safe and if you wear the proper stuff, then just using oil colors, whether they're actual oil paint or the Cobra water-soluble paint is, um, mm-hmm. is fine. It's, it's when you get into the solvents. It's, it's when the, the air begins to be a little tainted, you know? 
Okay, because I have to be a little careful because I haven't. I want to use up these oils that I have before I move to water soluble oil because I don't want to. I just yeah. cannot spend money right now. Things are cray down here, man. Water soluble oils are a yeah. little bit more than normal oil paint too. Um, if you if you're gonna spend between seven and ten dollars on a tube of normal oil paint, it's gonna mm-hmm. be probably between. 12 and 15 for water soluble color okay that's good to know yeah um so did you see the kind of master copy i did of the turner painting i don't remember what did you put it on instagram recently i think i remember seeing it i really liked it i remember you saying this is something yeah, I, I decided to do a... Well, I, I've been looking at uh, Turner and Constable lately. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and, you look at all that nature you're in. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just got the feeling that maybe... Um, because, personally, I think Constable's trees are just sort of lead weights in its composition. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of dark, ominous blobs... And I don't even know who that is. Do you want to tell me who that is? Constable? Google it, Bonnie. I know. I'm and right here with you. My trees are uh-huh. Uh-huh. usually a little bit lighter, and they don't have quite the weight in the landscape that I wanted them to have. So I thought, well, I'll look and see what he does. And I also think that sometimes, even though I... Um, I've come to like the way I treat um, clouds and negative shapes in the sky mm-hmm. um, in my compositions. It, it, I think I need more areas that are a little bit more diffused and softer because I, mm. I want to maybe get more into um, some high key landscapes which essentially means um everything is sort of in the light end of the color spectrum it's very kind of uh bright and light there's not a lot of um opposing darks um contrast yeah you kind of keep your contrast low and your hue um differential is what gives um the painting some dynamic quality and then, you know, the opposite would be low-key, where everything is sort of darker. And then there's also, uh, like, a strange middle ground called mid-key. And that is when you don't really do anything too, uh, too light, or you don't add too much white to anything. But also, your colors aren't that dark either. But they mm-hmm. still are intense enough that you're not just doing a gray tone painting. And that kind of interests me too. Um, but that's a little trickier because you really have to, you really have to figure out um, how to use color in a way that you're matching the value, even though the innate value of the pigment would be lighter or darker, you know? Um, value is always hard. Keeping things in the same value is always yeah, going to well, be difficult. There's, there's a game I play um, called How Dark is the Darkest Dark and How like Light yeah. is the Brightest Light. And I try to get those in there relatively quick. And then um, once you're able to establish sort of your value range, then pushing your color intensity to me is easier. Hmm. If you are not quite sure exactly where your darkest shadow um, in your composition, like how dark that actually is, you know, mm-hmm. you're really not going to know how to use intense color around it to either push the shadow back in space or pull it forward. And I'm, I'm sure that 
a million other painters out there. Well, th there really aren't that many painters. Um, but a, a lot of other painters out there will be able to articulate it uh, in a much more um, <laughs> digestible. Yeah, that was a lot. Academic but sense. Thank you but... for that. All of that. <laughs> Jesus. Yay! Yeah. Bonnie, this yes. is real this is real art talk. This is not hey, the I bullshit prefer... you try to fucking pull every single podcast. Uh, the turn I prefer Turner to Constable, I'll have to say though. I do. You do? I do. Okay. Um look, I have bigger fish to fry. The 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 lid on my cigar box keeps falling and dumping my painting into the paint. Okay. Shippy Cray, man. There is a special um, hinge. I, if you watch the episode on YouTube that I just did with Chris DePisano uh -huh. about um, we she painted... Uh, she has a special hinge that she was talking about. Um, oh. And I have not you, had a chance to watch it yet. You, you might need to order one of those. Yeah, it, it's a good episode. Um, she is, uh, oh, she's a great painter. Oh my she's, gosh. She's very dull. Um, and I don't really enjoy talking to her, but you know, her paintings, <laughs> fantastic. I, yeah, <laughs> she's so dull. Did people I not know her more than anything? She's great. Did and people not realize that will that will eventually just shit talk all of our guests. Oh, <laughs> we have to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're going to. I have to paint with somebody soon. I know that. What are we going to well, do? Are we going to do palm trees soon, or who should I paint with? Yeah, I, I think the next thing we're going to try is palm trees. I, I have, I have a whole bunch of these things lined up. Like okay. I told you in my text, I've contacted a lot of different painters that mm -hmm. I either have had interactions with or I follow on Instagram, and mm -hmm. I'm waiting to hear back from a lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've scheduled with a good number of them and had to reschedule things. Um, I'm not sure if some of them even check their DMs, mm -hmm. uh, and I've done a few recordings that have just been so full of technical errors that I've had to scrap them and then reschedule mm -hmm. again. So this is quite the learning curve. Um, I, oh, I have yeah. a lot more set up. I'm actually, um, I'm actually painting one this afternoon. I'm doing a video this afternoon, which okay. will go up. Cool. I had anticipated having actually a lot more videos. By I should have had six more videos by now, but things just keep happening. And all these reschedules. And I keep thinking to myself, are, are they just screwing with you, Chris? Because with this whole pandemic thing, are people really that busy? Hmm. I'm Maybe not. they are. I could tell you that I'm not. I'm certainly I'm an not. unemployed painter. I am super not busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super so not busy. Mm. I actually look forward to your call. Oh, cool. Yeah, because well, that's how not busy. We almost got shut down again last week. Oh, you did? The governor almost, yes. Yes. And it's what got like that? What almost here. got shut down again? The whole city. Oh, the whole I, I thought you meant your, um, your market there. What is yes. that market called again? Garden District Marketplace at 2855 <laughs> Magazine Street. <laughs> Everybody so, needs to go there and support their local businesses and all the artists so that are inside of there. Is there a general rule now that everyone just wears a mask in the Greater New Orleans area? even wants to go outside. Okay. Like People are not going anywhere. They're not doing anything. But it's also the summer. Like, life shuts down here. It just yeah. does. 
and people usually just leave the city yeah. during this time of the year. And so everybody's kind of stuck here and there's nowhere to go, but they're not going out either. Hmm. Not that I can tell yet because we keep having these spikes in the, uh, in the number of cases. So it's still a very much an ongoing thing here. It's touch and go. There have been spikes where I've been in the Idaho, Montana area too. And I, I will say, um, not in the spirit to, to rat anyone out or make any social commentary, but I yeah. certainly have noticed a lot more mask use in the last week yeah. than I have before. And yeah. some areas I've been to with Becky and the kids, like we were some of the only people with masks on in mm-hmm. a grocery store. And yeah, now, and now everyone, it seems, is wearing a mask. You have to wear ubiquitously. A mask every yeah. Every time you leave your house, so anywhere I think, you go now. I think people have warmed up to it more up here, and because there's so much open space, mm-hmm. and the population is relatively low, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think that they really felt the need maybe to oh, yeah. before. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to speculate or put, um, I think put the conditions uh, ideas in anyone's for head, every but... locale are different. Every yeah. single situation is different. That's all it is. We have this high heat and the humidity here. And I mean, we are just like um, a cesspool of bacteria and virus and dirt. No, that's what we are. Like, we are the deep, dark, beautiful underbelly of life. That is New Orleans, you know? And uh, I think we're going to be fine. We just, you know, we, we, we're going to wear our masks. <laughs> we're still going to have fun. We're just going to do it with our masks on. Yeah. But Perhaps everything will turn to out go. okay. Yeah, everything's yeah. to go right now. Um, I think they will. I just think we're all going to be picking new jobs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's there might have to be a shift in the way people work. Does that make sense? Yes. I, for one, will never be doing anything different. As I'm in our so conversation glad. last week, yes. I am completely unemployable and unreliable for any other task yeah but doing art making so so you know what i'm doing i am um i had a heart to heart with chris and Mm -hmm. um we're just cutting back on everything that we can and we're uh because it's now been many months and I'm pretty sure unemployment's going to run out. So we're going to have, I'm going to have to like defer everything and just, I'm, I guess I'm just going to be painting a lot Mm -hmm. and that's it. And taking care of the house. There isn't really anything for me to do. Does that make sense right now? Oh yeah. I have nowhere to go now. I have no, I mean, the garden district marketplace is amazing, but all I can do there is try to keep the lease. That's it. And I'm not, I'm not down about it. I'm upbeat about it because this is one of those things where you just have to take one day at a time. And I'm just taking my one day at a time. But at the same time, we're pulling back. We're getting all our finances and taking a really good look at our finances. And we're seeing like, how much of this year can I go without making any income? You know what I mean? There's a really good meme that I've seen people post, and mm-hmm. it's a split screen um, graphic image. And the top is like flames and fire, <laughs> and there's something about the apocalypse. And then the bottom image is a picture of Will Ferrell screaming. He has his like hand up to his mouth, and he's he's hollering. And mm-hmm. the caption says, "Does anyone want to buy an original painting?" <laughs> I know, yeah. People are not thinking about decorating their houses right now, for but sure. I am all about that, though. I am too. Like I, I am too. That's why I am making a painting every day, and I am 
posting every day online because I'm just going to take this time to build an online presence and do a podcast, post these videos. You know, I'm, I'm gold, dude. If somebody doesn't realize that I am just a bucket of podcast gold, I really am. <laughs> yeah. I'm podcast gold, man. Well, I mean, maybe not, maybe not like a Home Depot bucket of yeah. podcast gold. I'm thinking, you know, those 48 ounce or, like. or 64 ounce big gulps? Yes. That they used to do at Seven yes. Eleven in the nineties. I think oh we're, we're maybe that size of podcast. I used goals. to search my house for all the change I could, and then walk like three miles to get one when I was a <laughs> kid. Because my mother would not buy Coke. Yeah. Yeah. So if I wanted a Coca Cola, I had to work really hard for it. Hmm. Yeah. I, I'm convinced that when I was a kid, my parents knew how much I wanted money to go buy sugary things. Yes. That was That's all I think it, about. We were close enough to um, a main strip that had a little convenience store in uh, Manchester that it was about like a mile and a half walk. Mm-hmm. And during the summer, um, myself and some of our uh, little neighborhood friends, like my brother and I and our neighborhood friends, would walk over for uh, some kind of fruit chew thing. It was kind of like a Starburst, but not. That was popular. And then uh, Coke. And we, we never had any money. because, <laughs> But no. somehow, I kept finding change. Mm-hmm. All over the house. I mean, change yeah. and spare dollar bills would just be in winter coats in the closet. Would yeah, be inside shoes. The car, shake the car down. Go shake the car down. See if you can uh, get I, something under the seat. I even found change in a cup on the back porch one summer. I'm convinced that my parents kind of peppered the entire house with little bits and pieces of change. So that oh. my brother and I could find two or three dollars to go to the store with oh my god you were living large you must have been rich (laughs) were you rich your parents were rich weren't they no leaving three dollars and changed around in the house oh my god no i was picking pennies up off the ground no we um we lived in a like a small cape in um in a little kind of uh suburb of Hartford and Mm -hmm. we lived uh, in the Highland Park area of Manchester and that was right up against a lot of woods and um, it was an area that was supposed to be developed for a continuation of a highway that never was and then it was essentially it was essentially (laughs) like a lot of rural wooded area outside we were supposed uh, to get a highway but it just never came yeah. well it, it, it went that's it sad went, chris o- it went only so far <laughs> so sad. But it just stopped and then you had yeah. to walk the rest of the way to your house this is where we park the car and then we just carry our water the rest of the way yeah i i remember um I remember finding um, what was it exactly? I found someone had buried uh, piles of popular mechanics magazines alongside of um, like model cars and motorcycles <laughs> by where I live. And I, I never understood that. I, I I was always expecting that it that uh, maybe teenage kids or something would bury uh, like adult magazines or BB mm-hmm. guns or mm-hmm. knives, all the good or, stuff, or yeah. bones or something like that. No, yeah. I I found 
um, near where I grew up. Magazine. Yeah, like a stash of nerd stuff. Well, that's... I, that was always such a disappointing find in my youth. Yeah, nerd stuff usually is. So, speaking of nerd stuff, Bonnie. Yeah. Did you say that you have another pigment grievance? Yeah, I do. That wasn't very convincing. I don't think I have that pigment grievance anymore. Oh. Well. Okay. We can move on to the next segment. Yeah. Let's What's do our it. next segment? <laughs> do we have any questions? Um, I feel as though last week summed up most of them. And even though yeah. I won't read a specific question from a specific listener or viewer on our YouTube, which is yes. Paintcast Pod- Podcast, by the way. Um, yes. I will say that recently we've had a lot of inquiries about using mediums and what medium we use in our videos and what mediums I use to paint with and what we seal things with. And I would just like to go on the record and say, please stop asking me about mediums. I used to use them. I no longer do. You really don't, do you? Except for maybe a little bit of standard linseed oil when you paint. Yeah, just a thin, if I want to clean something up. I use it to take away or if my paint's dry. I don't know what you're supposed to use linseed oil for anyway. Can you tell me about that? All it does is it adds um, more vehicle to the pigment. So you can move the paint around a little bit easier. A little bit easier. That's what I use it for. Some mediums add... move the paint around a little bit easier. Yeah. Just a little bit, though. Like liquid, add a little bit more shine. They add... um, They're a little bit more fluid, but they also add a little mass. So if you're using uh, something that is a like a fairly translucent pigment, then mm-hmm. you can get it a little bit thicker. And mm-hmm. there are mediums and dryers that do all sorts of stuff, but I don't want to explore that. I'm not concerned with that. I know that that's a big thing, but I almost feel as though it is a trap door that a lot of people Why fall into. Why is it into. such a big thing? I just don't understand because, it because I okay. had a whole career as a painter and only used paint. Because I never used there are at all. There are painters out there, old school, have been doing this a lot longer than we have. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And my the, buddy their whole thing, mediums. Their yeah. whole thing is to make money off of teaching classes where they drop these little hints about the materials and techniques they use. And I'm just going to go on the record and say, it doesn't matter what your material, if you're, if you're uh, like a wizard, it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what kinds of things you put into your spell to make it happen. I mean, if you're a good wizard, that spell is going to happen. Whether you're using the finest, newest, most obscure materials or not. But it's all about you. It's not about what you're using to make it happen. I mean, I've seen people make amazing paintings with essentially house paint and sticks or do incredible even finger paintings. So the, the whole idea that you need specialty brushes, specialty paints, specialty mediums that you need this kind of um, very involved chemical mix-up in order to make a good painting is complete Uh horseshit. So please stop asking. uh, (laughs) I I sold my little lemon painting, the two-inch little lemon wedge painting that I basically made with really garbage paint. And okay. it's a great painting. Most you know what great I'm paintings most great paintings come from paint. from um, from palette leftovers. 
And That's what this from, was. This was like just palette, yeah. palette leftovers, and it was the most inexpensive basic paint that I got because I'm I I didn't want to invest too heavily into acrylic paints when I knew I was going to be moving on to oils. Yeah. Does that That's make okay, sense? Though. So I, yeah, yeah I'm because Liquitex Basics. I'm using. I'm not, in a, and I found some Goldens in my in my thing, and and I bought some off of a guy. Did I ever tell you about that? No. Did you buy Where's it off I of him? Because you know he stole it out of a store, and I bought so it. So he off sold it to you off, uh, out of <laughs> the like, back of his trunk for like a dollar or two yes 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 actually out of his fanny pack in the french quarter people invest a picker a garbage in picker. work because they're not only they're investing because they like you and they like the image but they it's want to know a moment <laughs> it's a moment in time bonnie so uh, eventually people will choose one of your paintings or one of my paintings because it has only the finest materials and it is yes, painted yes, yes. on sheets of gold and it has yes. albino bull urine on it or something my, and it, it, it'll, it'll be some other kind of stories yes my paintings have yeah. stories and i know but, that i need to be like more vocal about the stories behind the paintings because i know that's probably yeah. what sells them but part of but, that is being in front of a person to sell it yeah. to makeshift paintings have their own story and have their own innate value because yes they're they have using a life of found material yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my stuff does have a life of its own. Also, interesting subject matter, Chris. I'm not sure that I can sit around and paint fruit. You understand? Fruit is boring. I'm doing great um, fruit paintings, but they're so it's so boring. How many apples do I have to paint? That's a lot. I have no idea, but I, I think apples it's is a, is a lot for an interesting person like myself. <laughs> you have to figure out what does it for you and be okay that apples may be all someone else wants to paint, but for you, it's, it's like oh pulling teeth. Oh my God, tea. the people that are painting apples are doing a great job. Don't get me wrong. They are, are um, incredible apples. I'm just, there's people doing apples out there that, that just take my breath away. I'm just not sure if I'm one of those people that can do the same thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, so the, I, I need to be in love with my subject matter. So bre breathless apples? Yeah. Like. I don't know. I don't know. I started looking into like simple, tiny little objects that make okay. me happy. Um, like the little portrait of Barbie shoes I just did last night. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a great painting? Let's talk about my painting right now. <sighs> Do you have anyone else's paintings, maybe an Instagram recommendation in mind? I do. Would you like to hear about it? Yes, I think that people can go see your Barbie shoe painting and <laughs> they can pretty much just estimate all the self-aggrandizement you're about to drop on them. It's amazing. And 19 people like it right now, Chris. 19 people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your Instagram painter of the week because this podcast is already almost an hour oh. and we're, we're going to have to wrap this up. We never even talked about painting. All right, listen. It's Pano. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> no. This is for you. This is for all the people that love us. This episode of Nonsense. Cano uh, underscore Shizuka. K-A-N-N-O underscore S-H-I-Z-U-K-A. Okay. Um, oh, yes. Painter, Tokyo. Yeah. 
and there's a yeah. website. Yeah. Yes. I, know. I, I noticed right. that this individual does not follow anybody. No. So I, how I want to be. I don't want to follow anybody either. I, I really think that's awesome. I mean, yeah. in a way, I want to have certain people's paintings come up. I mean, not that I'm ever going to remember anything about their life or their work, mm -hmm. because when mm -hmm. I scroll, my brain's essentially off. But there's something kind of, uh, I don't know, it's sort of like a real pirate maneuver to not be following anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But, I think I might start a new site and for the new acrylic paintings, yeah. a new um, Insta, and just not follow anyone. But some of Kano uh, Shizuka's work um, is kind of it, it's kind of reminiscent of um, images from maybe the late 70s, early 80s, when I was a real young kid. Like, the certain flower patterns. Uh-huh, and the um, still life. She's your uh, age, and, and the still lifes, and, like, yeah. the Raggedy Ann dolls, and the toys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like a Madeline oh, doll. That's a Madeline doll. Now that doll. I'm going through, I, I really like some of the kind of minimalist um, drawings. Of, mm -hmm. They're like little... Um, sort of Do you see that interpretations of roses and stuff yeah yeah the oh koala animal crackers are wonderful she has a very japanese color palette yeah so it sort of to me okay so natural. a lot of natural tones with little natural tones neutral tones very clean it's it's yeah. almost like have you ever heard of the theory of like wabi sabi? Uh, like, is that the one where people break pottery and then glue back together with gold? Maybe no. that could be part of the. I, you can just like a, these are very very well done paintings. She's incredible. I'm not kidding you. This this person can do just about anything. And her I will agree are... with you that the twin koala, they look like um, uh -huh. kind of stuffed graham cracker cookies on the plate is, uh -huh. a, is, is a pretty awesome image. It's it's simple, yet I can't quite take my, my yeah. eyes off of it. <laughs> that is wabi-sabi. It's a very simple simple it's like the idea of it it's a very complicated painting isn't it uh yes although I'm, I'm not really a still life painter so i, I don't oh, really have too much to say right. about that anyway hey. it's just the aesthetic okay that was my uh artist we gotta get going don't we we're out of here you yeah, did a great job totally. i did an okay job and i need to go get ready yeah. to do a video this afternoon. And I've got to get ready to paint some more because I have another painting lined up for myself today and I'm super excited about it. I'm going to paint I more Barbie shoes. <laughs> <laughs>